Welcome to What If TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing today? I am traveling the multiverse trying to find one that doesn't suck. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, if you landed here, my friend, <laughs> keep, keep to my God. <laughs> Move this along. Is the worst Move one on. yet. <laughs> <laughs> what if we actually did an episode? What? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, here's a what if what what if we actually covered the uh, the finale of what if because as listeners uh, you know quote unquote long time short time listeners of the show realize uh, we covered what if however we did all except for the finale and there was a good reason for that at the time which was I was out of town on my anniversary uh, like pushed back honeymoon wait no because the finale hadn't come out yet but that's a good reason too. Now, remember, we did our what if episode like literally the week before the finale came out. Yeah, because I was going to be out of town the next week. Oh, that's right. That was the reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, well, this is just I mean, at least in this universe. I don't know what the reason for it was in <laughs> some of those other ones. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask the watcher and what we'll see. Well, to be fair, that is a very good, uh, very good reason. But yeah, no, uh, you know, the, it also kind of gave us an excuse to, to try something, because when you're binging a show, or when we cover shows that are bingeable or binge worthy, so to speak, uh, you do kind of want that speculation piece. And I think if we were to say in the future, like binge a show all the way up until the like penultimate episode, it allows us to cover the series as a whole to get hyped for that finale. And then we can kind of come back and do a finale specific episode. Now, ideally, we don't do them, you know, two months <laughs> separated from each other <laughs> but a lot's happened a lot's happened since then we got flash news we got you know a couple of movies came out we did a rebrand it was a whole whole thing but one way or the other here we are now talking about the what if finale or the finale of the what if uh, season one disney plus series from marvel bell we are going to be uh doing this in the way that we always do which is spoilers so spoilers 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 at this point let's be honest you've seen it you already know what happens we're about to talk about it bell this finale, let's let's like bring it bring it back a little bit because obviously we covered the series as a whole. We both felt very you know highly overall of the series. There were some kind of higher episodes, some kind of lower episodes, but uh, generally speaking, this series as a whole was I want to say a, a pretty successful from a lot of different ways. But but what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, as a whole, I enjoyed it. Like I, I was not expecting the um sort of I, I guess I guess in season tie-ins that they were doing. I, I I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, when we got that kind of hint in the Doctor Strange episode, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Are mm. they going to like, are they going to tie this all together? Like, is this or is this or is this just like a, you know, oh, yeah, you know, um, uh, evil strange is just that powerful and you can see the watcher. But but no, like like it wasn't just a tease. It, it It's where the, it's the direction they went. And like, I thought that was kind of neat. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that at all with this show. I thought it was all just going to be like little one offs and whatnot. Um, which which I would have been perfectly happy with. But the fact that they tied them all together at the end and uh, gave us this you know season finale episode, that was really, really cool and something I did not expect. I think I was kind of expecting it from the get-go. For one thing, we saw that kind of hero Avengers-esque image of the characters early on. A lot of the way that this show was marketed was with the notion that these characters may all come back together. But you're right. It was almost like it was it was just this constant little kind of bug in the back of your head, which is like, this is cool, but how is this all going to come together? And it's really about trying to recapture the magic of that phase one Avengers buildup. And I would say they did it in spades and probably even like took it to the next level. The, the Ultron, the ultimate Ultron that we get here, the Infinity Ultron that we get 
uh, in these last two episodes is an incredible character and in many respects is the Ultron of the comics really brought to life in a new, powerful, menacing and just, I mean, basically unstoppable way. Yeah, yeah. It, it was neat to see what, you know, I mean, to, to quote the episode prior to the one we're talking about, if, if Ultron won, what if Ultron won? And like, mm-hmm. and, and just the way that he zaps uh, Thanos and uh, in, in infinitely, or I guess not totally infinity gauntlet powered Thanos, just in half with his laser beams, it, it kind of makes you wonder. It's like vision, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> you, yeah. step well, up. Why, why did y'all keep, you know, they, they spent the entire time with vision on the on infinity war with him on the operating table, trying to get that stone out. And it's like, maybe maybe but he's on the field though like maybe he one shot thanos though like just you know it's a possibility yeah and don't give me that whole you know he was stabbed by corvus blade with the weird stabby blade thing that he uses and that made him weak it's like no 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 i mean come on i yeah to be honest i don't even think that's it i i think it, it has to do with the innocence of vision vision would not think to do that ultron absolutely but vision would not look at thanos and see somebody at that point is totally irredeemable. Now, yeah, like instead, know. Vision would try to knock someone out of the air and paralyze another person. That was an accident. That that did not like that was the whole thing. That, that was a, anyway, the point is that that yes, Ultron uh, is is epic in this, and even more so menacing. And there's there's like a corruption of the innocence with the face. You know, I mean, obviously we talked about this in the penultimate episode, but him wearing the face of Vision has kind of that corruption of the innocence. And really kind of takes that menacing level to a whole, well, new level. Uh, Man, we did get the Guardians of the Multiverse united in this episode. And we got to revisit their worlds. Now, we speculated during our our first episode of What If TV Talk about who we might see come back for this one. And honestly, we were pretty spot on, if not exactly right. Yeah, I was exactly right. Well, like, for example, you called that Scarlet Witch was coming back, the zombie Scarlet Witch. I, I did not think that was going to happen, but you you were 100% like on with that. I'm, I'm, I'm precognizant. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I am the watcher. I well, watched the, the episode before it came out in another universe. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> but like you were spot on in that one. We also called that uh, Steve. I, I thought that Steve was coming back. Um, I, I was kind of surprised in the in the method that he did with kind of the teaser at the end of the episode but uh, still kind kind of called it yeah i mean i i, I think i think that counts it, it, it we didn't anticipate how he would come back but we knew he would be coming back he's the winter captain or the, the winter <laughs> america or something <laughs> the win, winter smasher would hope hope bust yeah anyway he's uh it, it'll be Stomper. interesting yeah he'll he'll be back i think they, they should have done like steve rogers will be back in you know what if season two or something like that <laughs> but i i loved uh, i love that little tease at the end so we, so we called that one and then for the most part across the board we we pretty much called all these characters although i don't know and i'd have to go back and re-listen but did we call this gamora joining because obviously we got a gamora from an episode that never aired is that what that was yeah so originally for this series there was an additional episode that was supposed to come out prior to the the final two episodes and that of course featured uh, Gamora and Tony Stark on Sakaar and uh yeah due to you know we had this little pandemic thing that kind of messed up you know the planet and uh, also messed up the production schedule for this show which ended up in a situation in which we never actually got that episode that episode i believe at this point 
uh, has been stated to uh, be part of the future season two of What If. So they will introduce that Earth and those characters in season two. Uh, however, we did not get to see them here. And so it was a little jarring when like out of nowhere, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I recognize you from the posters, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a little a little confusing there. But I I, I didn't realize that there was a, a story behind it as far as like, you know, there was supposed to be an episode with, you know, their Earth in it. And so um, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was maybe just, you know, eh, people know who Gamora is, whatever. Uh- <laughs> yeah, well, so and I could be wrong here, but I think the 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 pitch or whatever for that episode is like, what if like Tony ended up on Sakaar instead of, you know, Bruce or something of that nature. Uh, and so the idea is that there somehow he teams up with Gamora. We, I mean, I love this version of Gamora. She's wielding her father's sword. She's you know wearing kind of his, his armor, like everything about her implies a pretty epic storyline that I'm kind of disappointed. We never got a chance to see. Yeah, it, it did make me excited to see it. So I hope hopefully we will get to see that in the future. Um, like you said, you know, in a season two or something like that, because, yeah, I'm like, OK, um, Gamora, Thanos armor. So Thanos, Thanos, man, Thanos, 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 Thanos just just got dunked on. <laughs> well, so did Tony. So did Tony. Like that, Thanos and Tony true. were just like constantly like, you know, uh, killed, 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 side, sidebar, 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 right? Like we got early on, Thanos is like a sidekick to Star-Lord T'Challa. And then later on, Tony's over here on Sakaar and the Watcher's like, we need to save the multi, not you, Stark. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. just like, <laughs> like put to the side. So they're either like, you know, kind of cast off to the side or killed both these two characters, which, which kind of, Makes sense because the whole point of the multiverse is to shine a light on characters in a new and interesting way. And, you know, you talk about the greatest, I mean, arguably the greatest like pinnacle villain and the greatest pinnacle hero of this multiverse of this universe. It makes sense that they're going to kind of end up on the sidelines so that we can showcase all these characters in a, in a new and interesting light. Right. Cause you know, the, the whole point of the alternate universes is being, you know, that, the the heroes that we know as the uh, like you said the penultimate like the 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 absolute personification of heroism and whatnot in our universe is not the case in these other universes so you know you got to shine a light on the on the on the actual like ultimate heroes in their respective universes yeah yeah that's right all right so I I'm 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 interested man to uh, to dive into this here so you know we've got we've got our guardians of the the multiverse um, cascaded uh, about the place and you know one one last thing actually I, I do want to make mention of before we uh, dive into kind of their interactions and all that kind of good stuff is you know I was very curious to see how if and when they did tie all the episodes together how they would address the one where they all die like the one where like all the Avengers are murdered, you know, I was like, well, are they going to bring that Nick Fury into this? Cause we talked about that. My question yeah. was like, you know, how, because that Nick Fury is not that different from our Nick Fury. And we never got a chance to spend time with that Captain Marvel or that Captain America, that Captain America was on ice and that Captain Marvel showed up in the last two seconds. So what from that universe makes sense, but man, what a great way to tie that in with Natasha being from like, she's literally the last person on the entire planet. You know, they could. They, yeah. Did you, did you ever watch last man on earth? Um, is that the one with uh, what's his face and what's her face? Yeah. It's a weird show, but, but this is the one like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, do you know what I'm talking about? Or 
Yeah, it, it was a comedy. It it had um the, the funny weird, guy. Yeah, kind of a weird, like like and, surreal, and, depressing comedy. And it was experimental. And I think McGruber yes, was in it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Great, great, great show for what it was. I think a, a bold, bold move with that show. Anyway, point is, if they wanted to, she would be the last woman on earth. Like that would literally be her earth her reality if we revisited like an episode of her returning to that earth it would be something akin to the last man on earth i would imagine <laughs> but fortunately they, they worked it out pretty well they, they were able to actually bring in the world where all the other avengers died and kind of give her her quote-unquote happy ending and i i thought that would like beautifully done well 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 done tied it up in a nice little bow yeah you know it was nice to see uh the watcher sort of help everybody and not just be like sorry natalia you, you gotta go natalia <laughs> natalia this is an alternate universe you don't know yeah no this is the Maybe. drunk watcher natalia natalia look look, yeah. look you don't tell me how to do my job natalia you, you get in there and you all you, you all fight you all fight no yeah. wait you're you're like like a god. Didn't you like handle him one on one for the most part? For mostly, nah, you got it, you got it. Well, are you gonna help now? Nah, I'm gonna watch. Is, Look, I'm yeah. a watcher. That's my name. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I like to watch. Hey, speaking <laughs> of booze, man, like the guardians of the multiverse, they like their alcohol because like they show up, they're in a bar immediately. You know, Thor gets the unlimited beer. Uh, glass, you know, and then like, Which, you know, nice to see that showing up. That was pretty cool. That was a nice little nod. I liked that. Uh, and then like, you know, Ka Dr. Strange, you know, they're, they're celebrating the night before, you know, they're going to go into battle and he's like, boom, you like, you like drinks? <laughs> Shaboom. I got everything. I got all your favorite drinks right here. <laughs> little cocktail glasses, <laughs> beer, you know, whatever you need. How does that work? Are those, I mean, does it still get you drunk like magic beer? Well, so that's my question. It's it like all I'm wondering if all of the glasses like shot glasses and like there was like an old fashioned glass and a cocktail glass and a beer mug. Is it is it all like the unlimited beer mug? Like if, if you chug that martini, does another martini fill back into it? That's my oh, question. That, that's dangerous. I, I It is. It is. But, I'm you know, you're about to face, you know, it's about to be the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, so we're about to do battle with like the most powerful entity in the multiverse. Let's all get hammered beforehand. <laughs> That's right. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Oh man, I loved I loved those moments though. I loved getting a chance to see this team meld. And I would if I have criticism for this finale, and I mean probably the series as a whole, but definitely in this finale, like those moments I would have loved a little bit more time, like slow things down just a little bit longer to get some of these character interactions. I loved, for example, uh, you know, Killmonger hearing T'Challa talk about stealing stuff. And he's like, you really are from another. Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> little things like that. Gamora kind of keeping an eye on Killmonger and then her interaction with Thor and Thor's like, Oh, oh I'm just, I just trust everybody. We're, we're, we're all groovy. It's all chill and groovy, baby. Like, you know, yeah. Like party Thor is exactly. Is, yeah. But like those those type of moments, we only got really one slowdown moment, and it was be between uh, Captain Carter and Apocalypse Black Widow. Yes, because it was you know you know hey you know you you're I know who you are I know who your dad is I trust you you trust me from different Earths but like like literally that that episode and the series as a whole is nonstop, but in that moment it slows down for just a moment. I would have liked more moments like that throughout the team. I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics at play that would have been fun to explore. Yeah. And, but you know, arguably that one's the most important. And so that's why they're going to focus on it. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely pays off at the end. I liked that we had two shields to represented in those two characters with Captain yeah. Carter. Yeah, having her shield and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Black Widow was wielding her dad's shield, right? Um, or was it a Captain America shield? I, I can't remember. Because remember, she pulled out her dad's out of cold storage, didn't she? You, you're talking about uh, Red Guardians, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Like, so not her like biological her, father, but right, like, yeah, yeah. Her, her dad. Yeah, her, her da. Her da. <laughs> uh, or, or was it was it a in, in my brain when I'm picturing it, it's Taskmaster Shield from Black Widow, but that's probably because you know Black Widow, the movie. Oh, maybe that, that was okay. Well, no, I thought I thought it was I, 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 I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay. Well, we um, need to this is what happens when you review an episode like five years late after it came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I one way or the other, like seeing those two kind of shields in action was really was really sweet. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, we also get a quieter, uh, more reflective Doctor Strange in this. We, you know, we're dealing with the Superior Strange, I believe, is what he's kind of known as. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Because you know, we're really on this team. We're it, it's a team compro- composed of heroes and villains, right? Like we've got Captain Carter. We've got T'Challa, Star-Lord. Uh, we've got Gamora, who's kind of a question mark, because we actually don't know anything about her. Um, yeah. We know Gamora's kind of a, you know, on the on the brighter side of the morally gray. But at the same time, she's over here wielding her dad's sword and armor. But at the same time, she's trying to in- <laughs> destroy Infinity Stones. <laughs> so we don't really know where she falls on the hero to villain spectrum. But then we've got Killmonger. And we also have you know, the guy that destroyed his entire universe on this team. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you feel like watcher maybe wasn't watching too closely when (laughs) he brought both of them on, (laughs) but then again, you know, they're, they're, they served a purpose. Right. And, and that's ultimately, I think what, what the deal was, I feel like the watcher knew what, um, um, Killmonger was going to do. Exactly. He was planning on it. That's, that's kind of what he, and he shared that with Dr. Strange at the end. It was interesting to see how how this all paid off in the end. So first of all, there's the big fight scene, right? Like we've got this epic battle. I mean, just extremely awesome. You know, you got multiple Mjolnir's flying in. You've got, you know, Scarlet Witch, zombie Scarlet Witch being dropped in. You get Ultron destroying planets. He tries to like literally destroy the planet. And then Doctor Strange swallows the blast at some point. Uh, which yeah. <laughs> was absolutely epic. I actually felt that he swallowed the soul stone the first time I watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I love the fact that I had Ultron say that too. He was like, wait, what? <laughs> Literally saying what the audience is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. An uh, incredible battle sequence. You know, you had a lot of different moments. All of the heroes and villains got a chance to shine. I, I love it when we get a villain like Ultron, uh, somebody who has, a almost there's almost kind of like that white Walker esque nature to Ultron um, or almost like, like, you know, that, that kind of like um, meteor coming to smash the planet or the planet's about to explode, like something so big that all of our petty squabbles don't matter because, you know, we, it doesn't matter whose skeleton sits the iron throne. Right. Like, and it, when it comes down to it, if we don't destroy Ultron, then no matter what our plans are towards justice or towards revenge or what, what have you, it doesn't matter. Like this is so big. It doesn't matter who you were on your earth. You got to stand up. You got to fight for this. And 
one of the things that I find interesting about that is that Dr. Strange, the superior strange, he doesn't really have like a horse in this race, right? Like all of these characters come from earths that they need to exist so that they can do what they do on those earths. Right. Like, and then some of them just are, you know, morally righteous people, right? Like, you know, Captain Carter and T'Challa Star-Lord kind of obvious are the obvious candidates in that, in that department. But like Dr. Strange, why does he care? Like, what is it about Dr. Strange, this Dr. Strange that wants to save the multiverse? It's a legitimate question. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's kind of, you know, purpose, right? Like with his entire universe gone, he has nothing left. There's, there's nothing like he has no purpose. Like the love of his life is gone. He has nothing to live for. Right. And so this, and, and perhaps he saw the same outcome that the watcher did. Um, and, and so, okay, well, like my purpose now is to be the watcher for this pocket universe. And so now I have purpose and now I have, so I'm not, I'm not just living the, the rest of eternity, just mindlessly sitting here in this, you know, tiny little void. Right. And so I, I, I feel like with everything that he had lost, he, he stands to gain something here hmm. like that, that, that sense of purpose to actually, you know, um, essentially protect the universe from now on. So he becomes kind of the, you know, quote unquote jailer of the damned, so to speak. And that is a reward for him because it gives him purpose. That's an interesting take. You know, I want to talk more about this because I really want to dive into the villains represented in this in terms of the Superior Strange, uh, Zola, and Killmonger, and kind of the way in which we see all these characters and the way that which we're asked to see these characters and maybe even question whether or not that's good or bad. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here. We'll be right back. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, man. So that that's helpful. Your your take on you know superior strange needing purpose, and at the end of this, even though he has kind of this almost arguably hellish fate, right? Like he goes back into his bubble purgatory universe where he is theoretically going to exist for all eternity, and now he's going to exist for all eternity with a little snow globe containing Zola and, <laughs> uh, and Killmonger. Uh, that's hell, my friends. But you say that maybe that's not hell maybe that's a bit well, of a reward it's, it's, for him. it's less hell right because like that's the thing all the power that he accumulated he couldn't do the one thing that he wanted to do um and and so like that that's his hell is 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 being you know essentially surrounded by his failure yeah um and so with this opportunity that he has here to be you know this jailer of the damned kind of thing so to speak um there there's there's reason for him to continue existing and so that, that's a that's a huge motivator, right? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get that. I get that. But here's my question. Here's my question to you. Is Superior Strange, and we're going to talk about like, I, like these three characters, I think are the most fascinating from like a little bit more of like giving more than just like, oh, the uh, action was awesome. It was awesome in this episode. But what I find really much more like interesting are these three characters and the way in which this episode presents them and kind of asks us to think about them. I'm going to get a little deeper than you might expect here with what, <laughs> but so, so the superior strange in your mind at the end of this series episode, what have you, like when it's all said and done, is he a hero or is he a villain? I think I would consider him at that point, a hero. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Simply because I feel as if 
So, so I, he's literally worse than Thanos. Like he literally wiped out. He killed everybody on his entire universe. Thanos only killed half. Superior Strange literally killed everyone in his universe. Yes, um, but I think that was unintentional, and I think he is uh, remorseful <laughs> of that. Whereas, whereas Thanos was not right. Thanos was not remorseful. Uh, he he went to his little retirement home, happy that he did it. Whereas at the end, um, okay. Strange was like, "I have really screwed up, and there is nothing that I can do to undo that, and I feel bad for that." So remorse is the path to redemption in your mind. I think so. Oh yeah. I mean, like otherwise, you know, you're like a sociopath or a psychopath or something. No, I mean that's fair, but I would argue that that while yes, he was remorseful, he was given every opportunity. People were telling him, like, it's not like he didn't know this was a possibility. He just didn't care. Like, so it wasn't an accident in the, you know, I left the lights on and now the universe is dead. Like, no, he like literally was breaking the laws of the universe. Everybody in his life was telling him, don't do this. It'll destroy the universe. And he did it anyway. What's hubris, man. That was him thinking he's like, nah, not for me. I'm, I'm superior strange. I will, uh, I, I won't break the universe, and then he immediately breaks the universe. Yeah, I mean, hubris is a is a is a common trait of most villains. So I, this is this is my point. I don't know. It's also a trait of heroes too. This is this that's fair. That is absolutely fair. But I just I'm just saying, man. At the end of this, it's interesting that we're kind of asked to look at Doctor Strange as a hero, or at least as somebody who, mm, I don't know. It, it, maybe not a hero, so, but certainly not as a villain. And I just think that's interesting. I just, I, that's all. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I, I think it'd be better to phrase it not as hero or villain, but like he's certainly not a villain. I don't think at this point, um, but I don't think, you know, perhaps he's not a hero either um, because of all the things that he's done yeah. and, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it just feels like he's not he's not really one or the other he has done all these horrible things. I feel like he feels bad for it. And now he has, you know, a, a higher purpose to sort of like redeem himself because that's, that's the thing, right? If they escape, um, then the, the, the universe is like, it's, we're just going to have Ultron all over again and it's going to be bad news bears. Um, but and so will we, kind of, okay, that's a great, but hang on right there belt. That's a good question. Will we have Ultron all over again? I would say no. I don't think that either Killmonger or Zola represent the threat that Ultron was like, no, we're not going to have a great situation on our hands, but we're not going to have Ultron again. I don't know that that's fair. Well, I mean, like what's, what's worse, um, just simply not existing anymore or, you know, everyone. So everyone in every universe, not existing anymore because Ultron destroys all the universes or everyone in every universe suffering in some way by some tyrannical despot. For the rest of time, you, I mean, like, which, which is worse, the collective suffering there, right? You like, make, you, you make some up, assumptions, but see, you're bringing a lot of assumptions to this, but this, this is exactly my point. Okay. So, all right. So let's, let's, these two, these two characters, right? Zola and Killmonger. Okay. Both villains from their own franchises and yet very different characters and are portrayed in very different ways. Like, First of all, love the fact that Killmonger was on this team. What a fascinating concept to kind of bring him in the gold guardians of the multiverse. And we're all sitting back wondering like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Watcher. Uh, were, were you watching? Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, you, you got, you got the heroes here. Um, 
this we were watching we watched his episode i know he was perceived as a hero from a lot of people you know uh standpoint but at the same time we we saw what he actually did you saw what he actually did you were watching and the watcher Maybe was like fast forwarded to that part i was, I was watching okay it was good all right look uh, i got out to got a I, I got to get a beer when he killed tony okay i missed that bit tony was de- tony's dead in like all these universes Wait. okay just like you skip ahead <laughs> you know dead dead when dead, you've seen dead. tony die a billion times <laughs> it just sort of loses its meaning drunk watcher man i love it uh don't drink and watch anyway point is <laughs> Um, yes. Watch responsibly. <laughs> so the watcher knew what he was doing by bringing Killmonger on this team. And I loved this episode, like being able to kind of watch him as he's kind of gathering up like, huh, you know, he's a strategic thinker. He's a thinker. He's got a great strategic mind. And immediately he's looking at the opportunities that are available to him. And yes, you know, obviously saving the multiverse, he's got a vested interest in making sure that happens, but he has no desire just to kind of walk away from this without making sure he's on top. and. You know, we are presented throughout the episode with Killmonger kind of making eyes at the Infinity Gauntlets, grabbing one of Ultron's helmets. You know, we like we're kind of the tension is rising in the background for us as the audience of like, oh, huh, what is Killmonger going to do? But then we're presented to, uh, with Zola. And when we when we're first presented with Zola. We're presented with him as the trick arrow, right? Which, by the way, great. You know, the fact that we didn't have a Hawkeye in this, I love the fact that they took out, you know, the ultimate Ultron with, you know, with an arrow. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a nice homage to Hawkeye. You don't necessarily need Hawkeye, but you still need that arrow. <laughs> need that bow and arrow yeah. shot. But we're presented to Zola in kind of a heroic moment. It's like, oh, yeah, the Zola virus. Yay. And then, like, they stick Zola in Ultron and we're, rooting for Zola, but we're also kind of feeling weird about it. And then we're presented with Zola and Zola's kind of like figuring out like, oh, hey, this is way better than my actual body. Like, this is, this is pretty sweet. And then Killmonger takes the stones and we're presented with Killmonger. All right. So here's my point. We have these two characters that are that are both villains that we are presented with through a certain kind of lens. All right. And, you know, with, for the, to run the risk of being mildly controversial, I mean, I think it's relevant because it's in the episode. We're essentially presented with a Nazi and a black revolutionary. And we're presented with them in a weird kind of way because I feel as though the episode presents the Nazi in a heroic light with the black revolutionary in a, like, villainous light. And I think that's a weird thing to do, especially when one of these characters, while has terrible motives are rather terrible kind of machinations and, and, you know, does harsh things and terrible things. And is a murderous character, like the, the, what drives him is to some extent a righteous cause. Whereas with the Nazi, you can't really make that argument. And yet the Nazi has kind of put it on a little bit more of a heroic pedestal. And when these two are kind of presented in, you know, at worst, at best equal and at worst with kind of Zola being a little bit more heroic than Killmonger. I don't know. That's just maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought that was weird. Yeah. You know, because like I I feel like, you know, what I was saying earlier about like, you know, the the, the, all of eternity or all all of existence just blinking out or, or versus having one of them for, you know, since they wouldn't necessarily want to destroy all the universes. I honestly think it probably worse to have Zola uh, as the winner of that fight. I, I feel like um, 
Killmonger, or Killmonger, <laughs> Killmonger. <laughs> I feel like you know, um, his. We don't even you know, know Zola's motivations though, and I think that's part of the reason why they didn't present him as more of a villain in that in that kind of struggle. Like we see the struggle between two villains, and we're like, well, neither of these situations is good, but like we don't really know what Zola is gonna do, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, like you said, he's a Nazi. What, what do you think he's going to do? I mean, he's a fascist. Like, at the end of the well, day, he's a fascist. Yeah. yeah, like, so that's the thing. I, I, I use Nazi mildly flippantly because, of course, Zola would make the argument that he was never a Nazi. Uh, but at the same time, he totally was a Nazi. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, uh, but yeah, but like his ideals that like drove him to kind of the Nazi party and to, to Hitler was not necessarily because he was like hardcore Nazi. He just saw the Nazi, you know, regime as a path towards kind of dictatorship. Like he just wanted, he wanted like fascism. He wanted control. He wanted to expand science and he wanted to advance civilization through science. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was his, his, his MMO. Yeah. And, and, and not, 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 not the, you know, Star Trek advanced humanity through science, but like the, um, put everybody's heads in robot bodies. We're going (laughs) to, But like, you know, human experimentation, your head will be in giant body. It will be on monitors like mine. Everyone will have cameras for heads across the multiverse. (laughs) It's going to be great for me because everyone will be like me. I think that's probably what he would do. He would do giant monitors. Everybody would have a head in a monitor and little camera, tiny little thing on top. That's that's Zola's. That's the multiverse that Zola wants. Or, or, or who knows, maybe he'll make like, you know, some cyberspace place and everybody will be like plugged into it and he'll make the Matrix. Uh, we did. We got a little Matrix there actually at the end, which is kind of cool between him yeah. and the thing. But anyway, I just I just wanted to go and acknowledge that. But I thought that was a little weird. And I think it's there's a little bit more of like a bit of a moral quandary here that I it would be worth slowing down to contemplate. And yet this series doesn't slow down at all. So it just kind of happens. And we're like, okay, two villains in a snow globe with another, I would argue villain watching them. Bell would say he's a, he's, he's not necessarily a hero, but he's on his path to redemption. He's like, um, um, what's his name in world of Warcraft. Who takes the frozen throne. After- yeah, no, he's Bolvar is what you're yeah, saying. Bolvar. I would argue he's not Bolvar. I would argue he's Arthas. Like he, he's, he literally like Bolvar so- didn't do terrible things and then became the da- jailer of the dance. Like, like we've got, Right, but but think think of like he was Arthas, and now he's Bolvar. So he did all these horrible things, but instead of like dying and it changing hands, he um has changed himself, and now he is a, a more Bolvar like person. Uh, I mean, I, I hear you on the fact that he's is remorseful, and that kind of makes him different from Thanos and and whatnot. That's that's cool, and I get it. I don't know, I. My money's on him showing up in the multiverse of madness. I think I don't think we're done with the superior strange, and I don't think that we're going to see him again. I think the next time we're going to see him is going to be in some sort of live action format. But think of how cool it would be, though. Um, you know, if if they do end up tying in uh, the, the you know season one finale with the next season of What If, if we have a uh, superior strange, a Killmonger, and a Zola, and each of them have two Infinity Stones, and they are released out into the world could be cool my guess is though after this after the gamora and tony on sakar episode we're probably done with infinity stones i don't think 
I think what we saw in Eternals with kind of that opening sequence of like uh, the Celestials predate the, uh, and, and, you know, the Infinity Stones. I think they're going to try to distance themselves a little bit from Infinity Stones with everything going forward. Could be wrong, but that's just my guess. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Uh, this finale was phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm super stoked that we're getting a season two of What If. Uh, I hope that a lot of these characters or at least a couple of these characters make a comeback. I think it'd be amazing if we got them in uh, a live action capacity, Captain Carter and the superior strange in particular, I feel like really would lend themselves well there. Uh, we were wrong in one regard. I think I predicted that zombie hunter Spider-Man was going to make his way as part of the guardians of the multiverse. He's not one imagines he's a zombie, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll find out in season two. I'm giving this finale a five out of five. What about you, man? Yeah, I, I think I think it's up there. I think it was really cool. All the action sequences were great. The really interesting questions that we were just talking about, you know, with, with you know, you know, some some enemies become heroes, some heroes become <laughs> enemies, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, yeah, it, it was overall really entertaining. I, I I was I was very surprised just by the season, you know, as a whole by by everything you know ended up connecting at the end. And so I thought they did a really good job of tying it all together. I, I'll give it a five out of five. Okay. No, I, th- I thought it was great. We'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. I know we're late to the game getting this out, but we wanted to make sure that we did uh, kind of wrap up the series by doing the finale. Now, I know, like I said, this, uh, all right, so hear me out. This, this episode came out way too late in relation to the other episode that we did. But when we talk about other shows, especially shows that have come out in the past in kind of a bingeable fashion, uh, would you like this? Would you like us to kind of split them up so that we can kind of review the series as a whole and then kind of leave a little room for speculation for shows we haven't seen yet? Uh, or would you like it that we just kind of watch it all and kind of do it all at the same time? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, be sure to let us know. You can tweet into the show at TV Talk FM. Uh, all of our social media information and more can be found at tvtalk.fm. Uh, of course, we are TV Talk, the official podcast of tvtalk.fm. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us, man. We have got uh, next week coming at you. Uh, the Flash is coming back. So Flash TV Talk will return next week. Join us as Armageddon kicks off part one. Should be a lot of fun. Until then, we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>